0: that's chumbacasino.com.
1: No purchase necessary. VTW group void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Start and end your day with the good news. The good news with Angie Austin. Find the podcast of past shows at angieaustinradio.com. Now, here's Angie Austin and friends with the good
2: news.
3: Got a little carried away with myself by starting welcome too early. Welcome to the good news, uh, Angie, Austin, and friends. We have Dr. Joe Arve here today. Welcome, Dr. Joe. Hello, hello. Also, uh, Michelle Ron, author and speaker. Hi, Michelle. Hi, Angie. Good to be here. You've got a great topic about um, living life to your fullest um, all through the years that you and I talked about on my other show that I wanted you to bring in perfectly, uh, uh, uh fits in with what Dr. Joe talks about all the time in his practice about uh, living for longevity and ending up um, on the cruise ship rather than the nursing home. So I wanted to start off with a couple of stories that I think kind of lead us down that whole vein. I personally, Dr. Joe, want to live a long time uh, for my kids. And so that's why I work out every day and try to you know take care of my health to the best of my ability. And so uh, with Father's Day coming up, this really touched me. It kind of when you listen to it, I think the emotion of what dads means to kids is in there. And you've got four kids. Michelle, you're a mom and grandmother. Now, how many grandkids?
4: Uh, five. Five. Perfect mm. ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
3: perfect. Yeah, they're, mm-hmm. yeah, no, they are perfect. They are? Yeah. <laughs> and... When you hear these kids calling out for their dad, expressing joy to their dad, you can hear the love in their voices. And then you'll hear a faint girl's voice, and it's a girl crying at her wedding saying, Dad, like that. And that's, I know you lost a friend who didn't get to go to his daughter's wedding, and you were there, Dr. Joe. And I know that's really
0: impacted you that you want dads to live for their daughter's weddings exactly. and longer to be there to be able to dance at them yes and their grandkids weddings
3: yes so in honor of father's day i just pulled a little audio uh, for you of uh, kids and you know grown kids expressing uh love for their dads just in calling their dad
2: daddy
5: daddy
3: Can't just hear the love just in the way they call their dads. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. It makes Absolutely you want right. to eat healthy. <laughs> 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 Dr. Jerry should played that for every parent that comes in. That's like, well, I I eat well enough. It's okay if I weigh three hundred and some pounds, and I can't you know go to my kids' baseball games.
0: Yeah, you can't be around. I mean, I was at a graduation this weekend, and you know, Grandpa missed half of it because he just couldn't. Uh, you know, he was on oxygen. He was way overweight and just couldn't maneuver around the crowds and stuff. So your health does matter. It does or, and, and, and you need to take responsibility for your health so you can be there for your grandkids, be there for your kids, and, yeah. be, and be a good dad. The grandkids
3: want you at graduation. The grandkids want you at the swim meets. My mom couldn't go to swim meets last year, and she's been uh, taking a lot of Dr. Joe's advice, and she's gone to two swim meets this year. With her cane, she's been able to maneuver around, and you know. Good. But Michelle, what's interesting is she's about your age, mm-hmm. and you do 5 K. So yeah. I see you like, well, can I be like Michelle, or do oh, I want to barely be able to make it to the swim meet?
4: I, 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 you know, you do the best you can. Yes. You do the very best you can, and my very favorite place to eat is a fast food. I mean, I absolutely love a cheeseburger, fries, and a Coke. Absolutely. Um, but along comes a wake-up call, and when the heart attack came at 55, then different eating habits certainly entered the port, the the aspect of my life, as well as moving, as well as walking, as well as doing exercise. So the heart attack
3: really just changed the way you Oh my you gosh. Live.
4: It did. Now, I, I, years and years ago, weighed 179, 172, and determined to lose weight. Um, I got married and had another focus and ate school lunches before that, which were all starch, you know, and homemade and everything else, but uh, learned to look at food a different way. And I still, I still will always have to watch it. I mean, that's all there is to it.
3: Well, and learn to look at food a different way. Dr. Joe, you've really taught us that food is maybe medicine, really, it in should, the form it, of It you should know, be, yes. Yeah. Of healing. All right, so and here's another one, and this one, uh, you know, I know this is going to make me cry. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so this is a dad who's very sick, and he's going to miss his daughter's wedding, just like your friend who died of mm. brain cancer and couldn't go, except... the medical workers have decided if his strength can get up enough, he can go. So he's made it there and he's surprising his daughter at the door. He's in a wheelchair Mm. and his daughter is so overcome with emotion that he's there. So I guess the point of this is, it's so important to your kids that you be around for these big life events that she can't even speak. Now you'll hear one of the other daughters say, hi dad, you know, calmly, but that's not the one who's getting married. She can't even talk because she's sobbing so much. You saw it, Michelle. She's just so overwrought with emotion that her father has made it, mm-hmm. and what's interesting is that even as sick as he is, he's saying it's okay. Daddy's here.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: He, he's still the protector, even sure. though he is, you know, barely able to make it to the wedding. So I, I just thought of you, Doctor Joe, because this is a passion for you, making sure that you keep all of your patients, all of us. You want, you know, he's always saying, "I want to get the city of Denver healthy," you mm-hmm. know, and move on from there. So take a listen to this story. They're at the door right now, mom and dad. He's in the wheelchair, and the daughter's going to see him in just a second.
6: Okay, here we Oh. Oh, my God. <laughs> Alexander, I know, Daddy's here. Hey, baby, come on. Hi,
2: Dad. Hey. hey <laughs> Hi, Dad.
3: She can't talk. They made it. They brought him.
2: <laughs> it's all right. Daddy's here. So alright. So alright. You okay? Okay.
6: Now you know why we had to change everything? Daddy's here. You okay? You okay? That's yep. okay? It's okay. Daddy's here. We're yep. all together. Everybody's together. This is your new family, everybody. You're okay. You're Wait, but You're new Hi, family.
3: So he's come into this big wedding party the night before, but listen to what they're all saying. It's okay, Dad's mm-hmm. here. We're all together. The family's all together. That's the way everybody wants it. They want the parents to survive, the grandparents to survive for these big events. And Michelle, I applaud you because you ch- you're there for your five grandkids because you changed your way of life because you had a heart attack how many years ago?
4: 1999. So a long time. ago. In your
3: 50s, and now you're in your 70s doing right. 5Ks. Mm-hmm. So Michelle is really what you want in your <laughs>
0: patients. Absolutely. That you know your choices you make every day are not about you and you. Don't don't realize how good much good point. Thank you.
3: They're not about us.
0: No, you don't realize how much those kids really do need you. They may not ever say it, but you, you know, I mean, you just how much her dad being there meant to her, mm-hmm. whether she ever expressed it or not. Before you just can't deny the power of mom and dad being there at important times. And it, it, it's silly, but what you choose to do today with your health—whether it's what you eat, whether you're too busy to get to exercise, whether you take care of your, your body the right way matters because those choices you make today allows you to be that mom and dad and, and if you just would realize how important you really are to your family, how, how you do matter to God, you matter to your kids, you matter to your your community that you know take good care of yourself so you can be there for them. Absolutely.
4: And along with that comes the choice of the attitude thing. Mm-hmm. And that uh, it, you can be the poor me who wants to have everything done for you, who wants to have everything made for you. And that's going to set a whole different tone that if, okay, I, I may be this sick. I may have this problem, but I'm going to make a choice to do as, the best that I can and, and uh, move forward with that with a positive attitude too. Yes, yeah. So I'm, I'm all and about that And it can be fun. Also. I mean, these 5Ks
3: oh you do, they're fun. You walk all the time. I walk every day. So yesterday <laughs> I did yoga. I'm actually kind of sore from the yoga. I did yoga. I walked 10,000 steps and um, I lifted in between my laps on the track. I did the, um, what's that bell thing called? The, kettlebell. Yeah, the kettlebell. Yeah, the bell thing. Yeah, and you kind of uh-huh. hoist it up, you know, while you're kind of doing a squat. Oh, my gosh, that's hard. I thought I was going to keel over. Uh-huh. And then I carried weights while I walked around the track. And then my husband's like, let's sprint. I'm like, you sprint. Uh-huh. I mean, you know, yeah. go ahead. Yeah. You sprint. I am dying here. I'll while walk. the kids were rock climbing, and then my other daughter was in ballet. I mean, we are living a life Good. of, like, showing these kids and that exercise is important, and that's our lifestyle. And I think I told you guys at school when I Hope was in class um, in her first or second grade, she wrote, M- "What does your mommy like to do? My mommy likes to exercise. She's good at exercising. Mm-hmm. What your parents are good at. So right. I thought, wow, they're watching you, man.
4: Well, and remember, we said last week that Schweitzer had this great has this great quote that example is not the main thing in influencing others. It's the only thing. Mm-hmm. Your kids are watching you. You can say one thing, but they will do what you are doing. Mm-hmm. And it's real mm-hmm. important that they see you do that. That they see you balance a checkbook. That they see you making healthy food choices. That they see you moving, exercise. Uh, there will watching. They're watching. Well, and Michelle,
3: you shared a topic with me on Daybreak USA, which if you're in Denver also Mm -hmm. airs on 810 uh, about, you know, ways to live, um, Well, Mm -hmm. Tell me the title, because I think that Dr. Joe will relate to this.
4: Well, the past couple of times that I was with you, we were talking about kids looking back on the school year and what was good about it and what maybe things we'd want to change. And so I thought, well, my gosh, uh, the older people, we need to do that, too, because Mm -hmm. every day we do make the choices and so forth. So looking back on it... we are living longer. Uh, in fact, in fact, the statistics say that uh, there will be 600,000 centenarians by the year two thousand. Well, and Dr.
3: Joe will be one of them.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I hope I am, exactly, too. Wouldn't it be funny,
3: Dr. Joe, if we were, could celebrate our 100th birthdays together? You before you me, of course. Yeah, of, course yeah. of course, way yeah. before you, of course. <laughs> like months yeah. or
4: something. I <laughs> love it, this particular article that was written talked about um, the very first thing it recommended was find your tribe. And I've always said as a teacher, it's relationship Mm-hmm. It is re- developing those relationships and as long as we're talking about dads for dad's day You know women are very good at making relationships. We have friends. We right. really basically do and um, some men need to just really make an effort in order to make some friends. My husband's very comfortable with just me. We're Velcroed Mm -hmm. at the hip. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's very comfortable for him. It's not real comfortable for him to go out and and make those friends. So
3: this article was talking about longevity, Dr. Joe, and one of it was Find Your Tribe. In other words, relationships. I know you have a ton as a physician. You're friends with a lot of the people you help in your practice. You know, you, you you develop relationships and friendships with them. But Um, I agree and that whole birds of a feather flock together, Mm -hmm. getting the right people around you to support and encourage you can really help your longevity uh, because it makes you feel good to be around people who believe in you and encourage you.
4: You learn from them and you you are better because of it. There are people that are toxic, just like we tell our kids, you know, those are people that you don't want to be with. You want to you want to be better. The other one is what Dr. Joe is always talking about. Move it. You know, yeah. and, and it isn't even always necessarily the exercise. It's parking your car further away from the mall or the grocery store and wearing walking the Fitbit at
3: it. like I do. So, yeah. all of these for longevity were find your tribe, so relationships, eat smart, which you talk to us all the time about, Dr. Joe. Oh, and then the next one. Getting rid of the chemicals, yeah. seeking a purpose in life, which is a constant good news topic. Right. Having a purpose a for task putting your feet,
4: with a purpose. Uh,
3: feet on the floor every day, mm-hmm. moving and exercising. And then you added one more, Michelle. Well,
4: I, I really, 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 and for, as a teacher with kids, it's so important and it's so important for an individual. We got to laugh. We mm-hmm. have to have a sense of humor. We have Dr. to. Dr. Joe is not very enjoy. funny, but he does love to laugh. With his kids? Are you kidding? He's got to have a sense no, of humor. Oh my gosh. And do you know that on the average, kindergarteners laugh on an average of 300 times per day, wow. while an adult literally only can muster up 17 times per day? There's something and wrong with that. I think that's that picture. stretching it for some of Exactly. That's an average. Yeah. That's the oh, average. Oh, you know, some people are so. I just. The, they don't laugh, and
3: there was someone that we is in our circle of friends that never smiles. And so my son overheard my husband say, "Will Smiley be there?" And I said, "Oh come well, on, I'm friends with her now, uh-huh. you know, but she, I've never seen her smile not once." Mm-hmm. And so Riley said, "Are you talking about Mrs. So and So?" And he knew right, right. away who instantly. quote unquote because he gets our sarcasm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I, I was like, "Don't say that in front of him." But interestingly, my son knew exactly who in our circle of friends was not Smiley. They're watching. Yeah. They're Watching, so that, I don't think some people even laugh seventeen times. Thank goodness oh, it, for radio because I laugh exactly. all morning long, I, you in have the afternoon. to.
4: And as we age, it is so important that you you have that sense of humor.
3: Mm-hmm. Corey, how much time do we have left? Because I've got one more story for Doctor Joe. Oh, good, lots of time. Okay, Doctor Joe, you talk all the time, and Michelle, you'll love this. This is like this is made for us. You talk all the time. Um, you know, you're a teacher. You still teach in some uh, way, shape, or form, even in your senior years. And Doctor Joe, you always say, "Do you want to be on a cruise ship or a nursing mm-hmm. home?" Do you Mm -hmm. want to be running a marathon or do you want to be using a walker? Because it's hard to do a marathon with one of those walkers. They really slow you down. Uh, So this is, I think, the most genius idea. Like if I were a billionaire, I would start this today. Well, if I had the time. This is a preschool in a nursing home now it's a much longer piece because most of it is just the emotion of these seniors like you'll see like an old hand and then a young hand goes on top and then an old hand goes on top and then a young hand and they're doing that you know sandwich of hands yeah. and giggling and just like combing each other's hair and the seniors have so much time and love to pour into these kids Mm -hmm. and the kids just absolutely unconditionally love them. To put a preschool in a nursing home to me is like one of the most brilliant ideas because they are two people that have time to love each other and enjoy each other and who are so in the moment. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, I don't, I hope it conveys, okay, the emotion because I, it's one of the most touching things I've watched. Mm.
4: Everybody needs to be needed, mm. and Everyone those are two huge
3: groups that, that need to be need needed each other. And locally in Denver, they have Bessie's oh, Hope, which takes young you people it. and puts them into nursing homes, and they love each other like at-risk youth exactly. and seniors. And so locally, we have something similar to this, not quite. Mm-hmm. So here's part one of the uh, preschool in a nursing home.
1: Is there a book you'd like to look at with John? Uh, here's husband, Horton to Here's a Who. Here's a Walrus one.
2: Here, honey. What's your name?
1: Max. Huh? Max. Mac. Max. Mac.
2: Max.
0: Max.
2: Max. Oh,
6: Matt.
0: Max. M- Max. Matt. Max. Oh, Mac. No, Max. He's so patient.
6: Max. He still keeps repeating. Bye-bye.
2: Don't you think they just grow up pretty so fast for me and two?
1: What do you think is going to happen to you guys?
7: you think you're going to stay three and four and five forever? Yeah. Never, never. You have to be a grown-up sometime.
6: No. 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 no? I can't even do it. <laughs>
3: There's one lady that entertains the kids with a red nose, okay? And the sad part at the end is they're getting ready to have her funeral and the ladies are wearing red noses and the kids are graduating. Mm. And in all the silence that you hear, it's all like love between mm-hmm. them. Like you'll hear a lot of silence, but it's like hand holding and helping with blocks and helping with a book. And then there's, um, and I loved how, Peyton, did you. How many adults would be as patient as Max? Yeah, yeah. If we told our (laughs) name to someone 10 times, how many adults would be as patient as little, you know, four-year-old Max was with the senior? Like the kids... They are patient with the seniors. They just keep, oh you didn't understand what's Max. Oh you don't know what's
4: Max. I'll say it again it's Max.
3: Yeah.
4: <laughs> and I want to emphasize names are so important. Yeah. Names are so important. We live in a in a society of numbers. Names are super important. As an adult, we need to be sure that we know kids names especially well
3: you know what most people would have done they would have given up and pretended they heard
4: it oh okay
3: okay okay i got it i got it and they just move on exactly okay so here this is the this is the guy who couldn't quite understand the name talking a little bit about the love between them
2: can i think
6: you know how you you love somebody and they give you something you know how hard it hits you in your heart. These the, <laughs> hard ones, running out of eyes. Hi, Ruby. Hi, Auntie. is sister
1: Stella. The kids and I are here, and we invited you to come mm-hmm. and celebrate happiness with us. There is only one time to be happy, and
4: that time is now. These guys have, what, about 50? Okay, so you couldn't understand
3: what all he was saying about, you know, how when you love someone, they give you something, and then he started to cry. He couldn't quite Mm -hmm. articulate that he's giving them something and they're giving him something. I think kids, a preschool in a a nursing home is so beautiful. Much of that can't be conveyed in words, what you could see in that video.
4: And it's so important in my generation, we grew up with older generations around us. Mm -hmm. Many kids do not see that at all. Mm -hmm. And I, I give a lot of kudos to the teacher who prepped those preschool kids to come in because sometimes it's real tough Mm -hmm. to see an older person who's in the wheelchair and who's not able you bet and so they've done a she's done or he's done a great job getting those kids in there because they 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 see them them
3: a lot right i mean so they get to love them regardless of whether or not they're scary in the wheelchair
4: exactly yeah Yeah. good
3: yeah great story and then um, later on, uh, oh, oh, and by the way, Michelle, I'll never forget, was, what they were, you always talk about that older gentleman that had such an impact on you, the neighbor, and you'd sit on the stupid. Mr. Rubenstein. Mr. Yes, Rubenstein. She always yes.
4: talk, just a neighbor. And they'd yep. sit on the stoop when she was a kid. And she and he, said he, every time I'd come, my mom worked a 60-hour week. So she was never home when I got home from work. And mm-hmm. Mr. Rubenstein would just make sure that I was that I was coming home. And he'd always say, did you learn a new song today? Mm-hmm. And he'd listen to my song, and he'd sing, and he'd sing with me. No, he's a huge impact. I huge love impact. that. Yep.
3: Well, and Dr. Joe, you're going to be with us at the end of the hour. And we're going to talk more about how you work with people so that they can enjoy their senior years. Yep. And they're now. Yep. You know, my mom is now walking more. working with Dr. Joe. and She's lost 15 pounds Mm -hmm. because she's been taking care of my kids take more to the pool. She takes Mm -hmm. them to the pool every day. Isn't that amazing just going to the pool and moving a little bit? It's never too late to get started. Never too late. Yeah, and he always says that. And look at you, Michelle, in your 50s, Mm -hmm. had a heart attack doing 5Ks in your 70s. And yeah. Isn't that Thankful to be
4: here. Thank you, God. Mm-hmm. Michelle,
3: your website MichelleAron.com. Make a great choice today. And Michelle speaks in all over. She'll speak at a preschool or a rest home. You
4: bet. <laughs> Love it. Love it. it. And all
3: Dr. Right. Joe helps people of all ages as well, babies up to seniors. Dr. Joe, how do we reach you? Spinegeek.com. And Dr. Joe will be back at the end of the hour as well. Thank you both so Thank much. Thank you. It was Eww. a
4: privilege. Thank you.
1: 810-KLVZ, Brighton, Aurora, and Colorado Springs, where love lives.
3: Hey, it's Angie. Do you have things you want to give away? But, you know, you're like, oh, it's too nice. And I just want to give it away. Or it's too much of a hassle to bring it down to donate it. Well, guess what? I'm very good friends with the ARC organization. My friend Francis Owens is here. And you'll come pick up our stuff for free.
4: We will. I won't personally, <laughs> although I guess I could. Yes. I actually do some of that. But we would love anything you'd like to donate. Nice items, even if they're not quite so nice. Things sell. It's amazing. It's like you're always on a hunt. Please call 303 Jane, which is 303-238-5263. We'd love to come pick up anything you'd like to donate.
3: Well, I have to tell you, we donate a lot because my husband refuses to let things hang around the house, and he used to just <laughs> aim for the trash, and now he knows no. we have an ARC box, yep. and you know we've even brought a trailer load down, and that's before I knew that you would come pick up things for free. And if you want more information about Shopping with a Purpose, they have great items at ARC, all of the money stays locally to help the
0: disabled community, go to arcthrift.org. Hey there, this is Dr. Joe Arve, your Maximized Living doctor. And I just want to say thank you so much to Angie Austin. We've spent the last year together really getting Denver healthy and strong. And we just had an amazing cancer killer event where we had over 150 people show up. We had just record time helping people get better, get stronger. And it was just thanks to Angie for a lot of things she put in. She gave her testimony. And so as a business owner, as a doctor, as a man on a mission, I just want to thank Angie Austin and the Good News for just being there. And if you are a business partner and you're looking for a way to partner with Angie to really help get your message out, to increase your business, I really ask you to contact her talk with her, meet with her, and see if it's a good fit because, boy, I am sure glad I did. So again, this is Dr. Joe Arvey encouraging you to give Angie Austin a call, work with her in the good news so that you can bring the good news to your clients. If you're interested in growing your business and working with Angie, you can contact me at spinegeek.com or contact Angie herself at angieaustinnews at gmail.com. That's angieaustinnews at gmail.com.
3: Do you ever feel like you're just searching for a church and you just can't find the right one? Well, I must have looked for about 10 years. I have to tell you, I've never been so excited to go to church. I feel that Pastor John Moreland, my pastor, that's you, John, um, has a real gift for teaching, and there's so much love in that church, and I've never felt more welcome. And I have to tell you, Pastor Moreland, I just, I I love going to church now. I learn something every week, and I I just feel so blessed by you. It makes me cry.
2: Well, I'm humbled to hear you say that. Denver Christian Bible Church is about two things. One, we want to make genuine connections with people, and two, we want to genuinely connect those people to Jesus.
3: Thursday night, we connect, you can go to dinner, you get to know people. And then on Sundays, I just feel like it's a time of getting together and learning. And I feel I'm always hugged. I've never been hugged so many times in my life by people who are really happy to see me there. And so I feel like I'm growing, but I also feel like I have a support system at Denver Christian Bible Church. So people would like to come. How do they reach you, Pastor Moreland? Please go to our website. You can
2: download our sermons for free and find out where we are, denverbible.org.
1: The Love of Christ Lives on 810 KLVZ.
3: Welcome back to the Good News. Well, Carla Swanigan was here with us uh, a while back, and she emailed me and said she had a great update. She was the women's pastor at the Rock Church in Castle Rock, and um, I have attended that church um, you know, years back, and I really got a kick out of it. I really enjoyed it. And Carla now has transitioned into her own ministry. She's done a lot of jail ministry, and so she had a real passion for helping women coming out of prison. And so Carla Swanigan Ministries are going to go by KSM, ministries or ksm yeah that's right thanks for having me you're welcome so was that a big deal for you to step down from the women's ministry position that you were holding at the rock
7: yeah it really was i loved being there. And I loved everyone that I worked with. And it was such a great opportunity, you know, to love on the women there and um, be with them. But I knew that it was time God was calling me to step out and do something new. So as scary as that was, it's also super exciting.
3: Okay, so let's talk about that. When you say, you know, you knew God was calling you out. I think a lot of people feel maybe they're called to something, but they're too fearful. How do you how do you follow, you know, God's will for you? I think that that's a big question that Christians face sure. and because they're afraid to step away from security to do something. Like when I started The Good News, I didn't make anything. And I walked away from a six-figure salary in TV. And that's scary for a lot yeah. of people to take the chance and risk to do what they feel God's calling them to do. And in the long run, it worked out for me. But boy, the first year was pretty terrifying.
7: Yeah. And I come from the business world and it was kind of the same thing for me when I stepped out of the business world and left my six-figure job to step into ministry and and being at the Rock and I totally hear yeah I think for everybody it's a little bit different but my process for it was I just really prayed and and asked the Lord to just give me peace about it and and just taking one step at a time and waiting to see if that door opens and then going through that door and then the next door and then the next door and so um, that's just what worked for me
3: well and I like the idea about um, you say that God gives you peace about it you know that peace. You know, you can't mistake it. When you have that piece that surpasses all understanding, you can't deny it and be like, "Well, maybe I just ate something. It's right. making me feel." Maybe it's the music, you know. Maybe it's just the setting, the paint color in the right, room. Right. No, it's a piece that you know. Wow, God m- means this for me. This is meant for me.
7: Right. And for me, I was still scared. Like the piece didn't take away some the of the fear. fear. Oh, right. good point. But it's like you know. I think it's Joyce Meyer that's always saying, you know, do it afraid, press through. Um, and when I when I feel fear and i also feel like angst about something and anxiety then i'm like okay that's that's probably not the lord because now i have all this anxiety it's not just fear it's like another another layer on top of that that i can just be like i better wait on this a little bit longer but when i have like the peace that's like okay yeah this might be a little scary this might be a little hard but i really feel like maybe i can do it you know like With God behind me, it can happen. And and this door, like I said, this door is open, so I'm going to step through it and see how that feels and then just go from there.
3: I want to talk to you about what your ministry is going to do in terms of helping women coming out of prison, but let's take a step back in your testimony, Carla Swanigan, and talk (laughs) about um, why did you get involved with jail ministry? What led you to feel like, you know, I mean, if you're a businesswoman, like, you know, uh,
7: how do you just get called to hey, I want to go to a prison and talk to ladies? Yeah, and it's so funny because... um, I started doing that. I heard that there was an opportunity to do that through the church and that especially they needed women to go because at the time they had guys going, but they didn't have a lot of women. And um, I don't know. I think God just put something in my heart because when I think about them, my heart is for for grace and mercy for people. I know God's given me a lot of second chances, a million second chances. And I think about um, the girls that were there and how they might feel helpless and hopeless like I used to feel, you know, before I met the Lord. And I was like, I don't want anybody sitting there feeling that way, not knowing, you know, that there's life after this, that there's hope. And so the first time I went, it was really scary, you know, just walking into the jail and you don't know what to expect. Um, but then when I get there and you just tell them, Hey, and this is what I do. I just say, you know, the only reason I'm here today is to tell you that God hasn't forgotten about you, that he has a great plan for your life. He loves you right where you are exactly in this moment. Not when you get out and you get cleaned up, not when you get a job, not when you're, you know, in recovery, he loves you right now. And he wants you to know that. And the plans for your life are still really good that he has for you. And their face just lights up. It's like something, their eyes just open, something breaks off of them. And just to hear that somebody loves them, you know, and especially that Jesus loves them, or that, you know, another woman would come in there and be like, hey, by the way, I'm just here to tell you this, you know. It just really, I think, um, breaks off of that shame and guilt that they may be carrying that I think is so important for any kind of future recovery, you know. So
3: when you're doing this prison ministry and you give them that message of you know God has a plan for you and He loves you right here where you are right now in 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 prison not when you not just when you get out sure. but right now um, any um, stories or anything mm. that you can share with us that's been uh, you know transformational for sure. You?
7: Um, I think the biggest thing is a lot of times because. You know, some of the girls will be there when I, I go once a month right now. I used to go every week, and a lot of times I would see the same girl. So it was great to kind of see them come in, you know, with their arms across their chest and kind of their chin jutted out like, you know, I'm not going to be into this. I don't want to hear what this lady has to say. I'm not interested to. by the time we're done with our session, you know, where we've had some worship music, they love the music because they don't get any music normally in jail. So they really like that. And they sing along. and And I think that just lightens their heart you know, in their mood. And, um, by the end, I always take prayer requests at the end and I go around the room and, um, they start opening up their hearts and saying, Hey, please pray for my family, pray for my kids, you know, um, pray for the other inmates here that we can all get along and just stuff like that. And when they see that somebody cares, you literally, their whole face will transform. And now one of the cool things is, um, when I go, I'll walk in and, and they'll release them to come down to the room, the programs room where we meet. And the girls will be like, oh, we wondered if it was going to be you. We were hoping you would come back. And that's so encouraging because yeah. that means they're getting something out of it. That The Lord's really ministering yes, to them through it.
3: They're getting fed. Yeah, through, you and know. they're
7: looking forward to it. And um, so it's just so awesome. I always leave there, you know, high as a kite, you know, just full of gratitude and, and joy, just, you know from seeing what God does you and so know? what
3: do you do when you go into the prison and so once a month now it used to be once a week and then the women come down now they're excited to see you they used to not be so excited right when you first met them what what do you do how long are you there and you know you're not just sitting there hi I'm Carla what's your name <laughs> okay well, what do you want to talk about I mean there's like kind of a plan sure. right
7: so um, I think everybody ministers different but what I do is I go in and like I said I take worship music so it's just like if you're going to a church service maybe we'll play three or four words worship songs, and I have the words printed out so they can sing along, oh, Great! and you'd be surprised. They really get into it, and um, it's so cool, too, because, again, by the third or fourth song, it's like the Holy Spirit is totally moving in the room because then they start crying, and you know, it's just touching their heart, and maybe it's a song they used to sing when they were young or something like right, that. Who knows? Right. brings
3: back the memories of yeah. maybe when they used to go to church.
7: Yeah, and... Um, Also, then we'll just start with some scriptures and they'll bring their own Bible. And I also bring Bibles for them if they don't have one. And I just keep it really simple, Angie, because I've noticed that a lot of times some girls have never had a Bible or they've never, you know, opened one. They don't know where any of the books of the Bible are. So, what I have them do is I say, hey, you know, we're going to talk about the absolute love of Jesus today, the unconditional love of Jesus. And we're going to look at some scriptures that tell us about that exactly. And I've already pulled some scriptures that go with that. And I'm like, okay, so let's turn to the book of Matthew chapter five. And I'll say, and and for any of you that don't know, you know, Matthew isn't towards the middle of the Bible right after, you know, and I'll kind of lead them to where it's at. So that they'll get familiar with where and they don't feel uncomfortable. Yeah, and so we're all looking and we just wait until everybody gets there, and then I'm like, let's take turns reading. And so they're all reading scripture, so that the word gets inside of them and and they feel comfortable reading the Bible and they see it's not some weird you have to be religious experience or you know like a pastor to or oh, it's not as confusing. they're yeah. afraid that it will be. Yeah, so we look up a bunch of scriptures and I encourage them to write down the ones that they really like to go back and look at later that are really speaking to them. Right to memorize. Yeah. Yeah, and help them. On them. Yeah, to and, help them. Yeah, to encourage them throughout the day. Right. And they really like that. And then I usually close with another song. And they um, really love that song by Mercy Me. Um, Oh, I can't think of the name of it right
3: now. We'll but, think of it. Yeah. Jorge's looking already, and he's, because he, play, he loves <laughs> oh, music. I can
7: only imagine. Oh, that's That's so their favorite. Beautiful. They love it so much, and they'll sing it so loud with me, and it's just so beautiful. And then um, what we do is I'll go around the room one at a time, and I'll ask them to share their prayer request, and I'll pray for them right then. And um, that really, I think, means a lot to them to have yes. that verbal prayer, you know, right there in that moment. And um, it just builds relationship with with me and the girls, and it also builds a relationship with them and the Lord. Because then I go back, and they're like, that prayer that you prayed, you know, my son's well, he's better. I got, you know, an email or whatever, and the judge told me that he's doing better. And so that's really cool to see God move and for them to see God move. Yeah, and they need that
3: hope. I can't imagine how hopeless you'd feel. Through you know decisions you've made that you're in prison and not able to raise your kids at right. that time, right. and they're the kids are hurting on the outside, you're hurting on the inside, mm-hmm. and you feel so hopeless and helpless.
7: Yeah, that's so true.
3: All right, so Carla, you're you go from this prison ministry that you've been doing for several years yeah. now, and then what makes you want to start Carla Swanigan Ministries, and what are you going to be doing as KSM?
7: <laughs> well, um, right now we. Um, I do speaking events, and I go and um, preach and teach. I've preached at the Rock on a weekend service, and also I'm scheduled to speak at their women's retreat in July. Right. And and um, oh, so I'd that's like exciting. To to that. That's in July. Yeah, now. that's July the twenty fourth through the twenty sixth. Okay, and it's awesome. We're having it up in Beaver Creek this year, so it's going to be really beautiful. Oh,
3: write that down. Thank you.
7: So, also, I'm going to be speaking at Celebrate Recovery in Castle Rock, and so that's one thing that I'll be doing is just going around speaking. But um, I really just want to bring God's love and heart to people, especially the girls that have just been released from jail or that are in the jail, people that feel far from the love of God. You know, there's so many people just even out in the marketplace in the world that feel like, you know, my life is so messed up. God couldn't possibly still care about me. I've gone way too far to come back now. Yeah, not me. Mm -hmm. He can love
3: other people, but not what I've done, not what I've seen, not the decisions I've made. A lot of people feel like they're too bad to be forgiven.
7: Yeah, I know I felt that way when I came back to the Lord after, you know, getting saved when I was a really young girl and just kind of falling away in college and and losing my way and making tons of bad choices. And I know that when I reconnected with him, it was such a powerful encounter in my life, you know, to know, okay, I haven't messed up up so much that that God's love and forgiveness is not there for me and I just feel like that's still a message of his grace and mercy that so many people need to hear and that's believers and unbelievers you know because I was a believer and I I just I still needed to hear about his grace and mercy even as as an adult and so I really have a heart for people that feel that way Um, and like I said the homeless people from jail anybody that feels far from his love. I just have this, like, overwhelming desire to love on them. And and I still have a huge heart for women. I'm excited about what God's doing in women. I'm excited to be at these women's events and and speak. And so um, I'm just excited to see what God's going to do. All
3: right, so what what do you... I know that the women that are leaving prison have such a difficult situation in terms of maybe going back home where they started making those bad decisions, being surrounded by friends who might have helped lead right. them down the wrong path, um, not being able to find employment because they have a, a record now. So what tell us about this transition home. What is yeah. this all about?
7: So I really have a vision in my heart. It's been in my heart for several years. And now it just feels like it's time to do it. And I'm working with one of the local detention centers to to coordinate this. But my heart is to have a really loving, nurturing home that these girls can come to when they're released. We'll pick them up on their release date, and they'll choose to come and they'll come and stay with us and they can be loved on by the house mom and nurtured. We're gonna have volunteer pastors and female mentors that come in and we'll be doing Bible studies and worship and ministry, but also practical things like some of them need to get their GED. Mm -hmm. So they need a tutor for that and they need a ride to go take their test. And also- need a ride? A ride, there's my Mississippi (laughs) accent coming out. (laughs) I I must be really comfortable with you now, (laughs) (laughs) sorry. I
3: love that. I love southern accents; <laughs> they're the best. We're on in Birmingham too. They'll appreciate you. Oh, good. Yeah, I love that southern charm. Okay, yeah. so they need a ride somewhere. They need a ride right. somewhere. So there's so much they need. They need a support network. Mm-hmm. And you say Job when training. you're when you're doing these, um, you know, the meetings with the women and ministering to them in your pr- prison ministry, that their fear is uh, when they get out, they're afraid.
7: Yeah, one of the biggest prayer requests every week or month when I'm there is please pray for when I get out because. Um, Like you said earlier, I'm going back to the same situations, sometimes the same people. A lot of those influences are not good. And, or they say flat out, I have nowhere to go when I get out. My family's turned their back on me. I have nothing. I have no one. I've lost everything. Scary. And, um, you know, some counties don't even have public transportation, you know, outside their facilities. So So if they get get out and you're just just standing standing there. there, that's the absolute truth. Really? Yeah. And so, this is a big deal and especially for some of the counties here in Colorado to have a place where they can know in advance that they can go if they need a place and a lot there are transition homes already in place throughout Colorado but some of the special needs that um, they have is they won't take women that have any kind of like mental health diagnosis well that scares people when you say mental health but really if they're taking anxiety medicine if they have um, depression hello I've been in jail I might have depression you know any of those things so it's not like you know hardcore mental things that they need serious right. so um, institutionalized you might for not be able to get into a transition
3: home if you're taking some kind of antidepressants right Right, or
7: anti-anxiety medicine, Um, so that rules you out. So that leaves a lot of, you know, women or men that just kind of stranded with nowhere to go. So we just want to make a place for them and where they can be loved and hear more about Jesus. A lot of them come to the Lord in the jail but then don't know anybody on the outside that knows the Lord and they don't know how to get in touch with anybody without just going to a random church. So it's a great way to just connect them and just kind of cement them to his heart a little more and take them a little deeper so that they we can set them up for success. You know? Well, and
3: how nice to have a Christian transition home as well so that you can continue to strengthen their faith right. and show them that love that would uh, make them feel you know, closer to God and accepted by God and believe that message that they're forgiven. Right. So what's your dream for Carlos Swanigan Ministries for KSM? Oh, gosh.
7: I would love to just go all over the world telling everybody how much Jesus loves them right where they're at. You know, just about his grace and mercy and loving on the least of these like Jesus did. You know, that's my passion.
3: Why do you think you have such a passion for helping the down and out people who are hurting?
7: Um, I think a lot of it has to do with, you know, my history and like I said falling away from the lord making a lot of bad choices and him in, him encountering me in the midst of that and saying hey I I'm still here I still love you I haven't forgotten about you and that was really truly a shock to me mm-hmm. Angie like I was super surprised that that he still would use me after everything that I had done or been through or had been done to me you know and um I think that that's, I think our greatest ministry comes out of the things that God's brought us through and the pain that we felt, because then we can comfort other people and we have the compassion for them because we've been through it. We get it. We know.
3: So when you came back to the Lord, when did you start to feel that pull to um, get into ministry?
7: Oh, wow. It was... um, I would say probably two or three years I started um, getting real involved at church right away and I took a lot of training classes and I love to pray for people that's like my passion and um, so I took all those training classes so that I could do that and while I was doing that I just felt like man I could I could do this all the time you know I wish I could quit my job and just pray for people all the time and I so it kind of worked out that God did that so it's I really love cool
3: that or like Carlos one how do people get in touch with you to book you to come speak or to donate or get involved in Carla Swanigan Ministries?
7: Well, we have a website and it's carlaswaniganministries.com and that's Carla with the K. Carla with a K. Thank you. What a blessing to have you in. Thank you so much, Angie. It's
3: good to see you. I'll be praying for you. Thanks, girl. I'll yeah. be praying for you. <laughs> Thanks, honey. Or right, we'll be right back with the good news.
1: 810 KLVZ. Listen online and check out Showtimes at klvz.com.
3: Hi, it's Angie Austin. If you ever thought about mentoring someone, well, guess what? We need you. The Denver Rescue Mission needs mentors for kids and adults. Hello, Alexa, with the
5: Denver Rescue Mission. So how can we help you? Uh, You can sign up to be a mentor for a child or an adult, um, people who are um, in one of the Denver Rescue Mission programs, um, and you basically sign up at denverrescuemission.org. And for mentoring, there's a little bit more involved. You may have to do a background check and some of those things. But it's uh, a few times a month commitment. and you can spend you know an hour or so with a kiddo or an adult and really pour into their lives a little bit when they've come from some some situations in their lives and just be a friend yeah be a friend and you've been
3: mentoring someone and you find mentoring that young gal very satisfying
5: i do i'm mentoring a 14 year old girl and it's been just a blast so i really encourage you to you know look into it and give us your website again denverrescuemission.org
1: stop Take a moment to think and ask yourself, is my business going where I want it to go? Am I being a good captain at the helm of my ship? If you said no or are struggling to come up with a decent answer, you need some guidance. Carrie Conley of Infinite Nation can assist you in setting goals, achieving them, and getting you and your business to the next level. You might need to restructure how you go about handling your business, clients, vendors, employees, and even your personal life. Carrie Conley is the co-creator of Infinite Nation and can coach you to have the business and life that you've always imagined. Carrie offers a free 30-minute consultation to figure out how you can work together and set goals that stick to set you up for success. Go to InfiniteNation.com to design your vision and get started on the road to victory today. Grow your true passion and gain the tools and supportive community you'll need to progress while remaining completely anchored in your goals. Get carried to give you a nudge or a push in the right direction. InfiniteNation.com. I-N-F-I-N, the number 8, Nation.com.
2: This is a good place. I really like it.
1: This is Eric. He's an ambassador with Arc Thrift Stores. Yeah, I
2: started at the Brick break and sorting the different Brick break stuff also. Then I went to the showcase and then I got hired to be a cashier.
1: He knows that with hard work and dedication that he will advance
2: in the workplace because he also knows. They trust you to do a good job. And he loves where he works. I'm the opening cashier, so I'm there from 8 a.m. to 4.30 and I have to make sure the registers are ready to go, the right tags are on the computer so we could get the right discounts there and make sure there's enough bags.
1: Support ambassadors like Eric and the differently abled people in your community by shopping at ARC Thrift Stores.
2: It's a very good place. It's, everybody's real positive and it feels good to be around that.
1: ARC needs your donations of gently used clothing and household items. To find the most convenient donation station, donation box, or ARC Thrift Store location, go to ARCthrift.com. That's ARCthrift.com. Yeah,
2: overall I'm very happy and thankful, like I said, about ARC.
1: You're listening to KLVZ and KLVZ HD, Brighton, Denver, and online at klvz.com.
3: Welcome back to the good news. Dr. Joe Arvey is here. Dr. Joe, I found a story I want to share with you before we talk about how you keep us healthy and full of energy and happy. It's about a 91-year-old man, uh, and it, he's running across uh, the country. Awesome. So cool. And Dr. Joe, he's like running. I mean, I'm not like a sprint, but he's not jog. I
6: mean, he's running. It's not a shuffle. It's a run. It's really cool. All right, take a listen. I'll be 92 in August.
5: Don't let his age fool you.
6: Yeah, I always said I never learned to walk till I was 40. I just ran everywhere.
5: <laughs> Ernie Andrus is a kid at heart.
6: It gets the heart pumping in the
5: morning. Although his sanity is questionable.
6: I thought, gee, that would be something to run across the United States. I just thought that would be something fun to do.
5: I think you are crazy. <laughs> He's used to the blank stairs.
6: This rain has made everything beautiful.
5: As he runs mile after mile, always with a flag in hand, Well, sometimes he's surrounded by runners.
6: Uh, The more runners, the more the fun.
5: Other times, he's alone.
6: Nobody showed up.
5: But each day is a new adventure.
6: The four wild horses showed up.
5: Oh, wow.
6: And I would run, and they'd run past me.
5: His stories are wild.
6: It's hard to talk about.
5: But not all are happy.
6: We lost so many Marines, although I never lost any. I never lost one patient.
3: All right. So he has like a purpose. This gives him purpose. And he says It's like therapy. They're running. He's raising money now. And it's not just in honor of his military career. It's also in honor of his wife, Dr. Joe. Are you looking mm-hmm, him up? Mm-hmm. You're looking him up. Aren't yeah. You? Yeah. OK. Yeah, here's yeah. part two.
5: Which brings us to why he is running. Besides the thrill, he's doing it to raise money for this, the LST 325.
6: This is the only one that's left and the only one that's operational.
5: It's identical to the ship Ernie served on, but it's also the place he and his third wife, Susan, said their I do's during a World War II reunion.
6: So we had a great wedding on board the ship.
5: She was with him as he touched the Pacific in 2013 to start his coast-to-coast journey. But less than two months into his run, she had a stroke.
6: Put my red on hold and went back to be with her. Held her hand for about a week she quit breathing.
5: But she's along for the ride with her picture on the dash and the open road, a welcome sight.
6: It's just therapy, you know. It's just good.
5: And with close to 1,500 miles of therapy under his shoes, this World War II veteran has made it to his halfway mark in Central Texas.
6: have been a couple of times that my body just tried to give out on me.
5: He hopes to reach the Atlantic by next summer. But even if he has to run it alone, or if he doesn't raise a lot of money, he hopes people will remember at least one thing on his cross-country trek.
6: Freedom is not free. Isn't
4: that beautiful? Yeah.
3: I just, I just, something about, Moose says I have more stories about 90-plus-year-olds achieving things than any other show, but yeah. I just, it blows my mind. You know, Hope said to me recently, and I'll never forget, Mom, are you going to be one of those grandmas who hikes? And I said, well, that's the plan.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and it's, and it's not just it, – it, it's about others. He is there. He has a mission. He has a plan. He's living his life intentional. He's not just getting up going, wonder what I'm going to do today. He has a mission. And it's not the matter of how fast he's accomplishing it because he's, he's at the halfway mark. It's that he's making his he's, – he's allowing his life to make a difference, in, even if it's just for one person then that's the reason. God can use that. God can use that and take that and explode that to bless others.
3: Well, I feel like we see so many people take their pain or sadness or whatever it may be, and they um, get you know they get a nice little lazy boy and maybe um, you know alcohol or something, mm-hmm. and that becomes their way to salve, salve their pain, yeah. and he's saying this is therapy for him to make a difference and to get up every day and run, and sometimes people are with him, sometimes they aren't, sometimes people cheer for him, sometimes they don't, and he's just going for it but but and that's
0: the thing that that he had a lot of reasons to not do this a yeah. lot, of, lot of excuses and he just said nope i'm going to do this and you know he took time for his wife when when she needed him and then she passed and now but she's still with him and he, you know he runs for himself he runs for a purpose well and your whole purpose
3: in life is to teach us how to live long but to live long so that we don't end up at a rest home but we're on a cruise ship or running like he is yeah. so how do people reach you dr
0: joe and find out more about health energy longevity they can contact us at 303-349-6011 again 303 303- 3496011 or go to spinegeek.com that's spinegeek.com and uh, let us keep you healthy so you can go conquer the world. Excellent. Thanks Dr. Joe. Thank you.
1: Thanks for listening to the good news with Angie Austin. Find the podcast of past shows at angieaustinradio.com. plus